Cause we're the Houston Oilers Houston Oilers Houston Oilers number one Yes, we're the Houston Oilers Houston Oilers Houston Oilers to battle red radio i'm matt weston and tonight i'm joined by my good friend taylor how are you doing tonight doing all right i don't know if i'm gonna be speaking as slow as you are right now but yeah i'm doing good man i'm pumped ready for some football i've been watching too much reality tv apparently i've been arguing these days apparently (laughs) Uh, that's uh, you know i'm excited for this man i've been bored yeah well i went to journalism school and one of the first things they teach you in podcasting 1310 is whenever you do the introduction make sure it's very slow and clear so they can really understand what show they're listening to and who the guest is that was the the very first day of podcasting 1310 you never went to that class yeah i did yeah you didn't i remember uh, when we were living together in college, you would just stay at home and just, you know, do drugs. That's what you talk about in college. No. I don't even were now. Like you, oh. you're just a totally different person. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna argue the integrity of myself as a person because. Oh God. I know whenever I die, whenever my heart's waved weighed against the feather, I know what's gonna happen. So I don't need to worry about getting into the mud with you on this. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited too. I I got a desk. And so the podcast hasn't been around for a while because I've been patiently waiting to have my own room and have a desk again after uh, you know, doing what a lot of people do over the course of 10 years in the span of you know seven months. So it's good we have a desk and we have a podcast again. And I'm excited to, to do this for, what, the next seven months, I think? Is that how long this is? Yeah, because it's, it's, well, it's July, so that's five months. And then we usually go until, you know, March or so. So it's about eight months. That's a big commitment. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I can do something for that long. That's a. Well, there's such a quick turnaround to the Super Bowl. It's like Super Bowl, season review stuff, and then it's free agency. And then it's the NFL drafts. So like, it really doesn't let up at all until, you know, May. Yeah, well, to be fair, though, I have not watched anything. Since the NFL draft, I've been bored out of my mind. I think even that span between the draft and the Super Bowl, oh, my Lord. It's just too long, and I don't have sports these days. Basketball is too awful. Again, besides anything that you believe in, I think I've said this before, it's just not a good game to watch anymore. I don't know what it's missing. It's missing something, but it's certainly not missing people jacking up threes the whole damn time. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just, Every time I try to watch basketball, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. The only thing I enjoyed watching was the Rockets lose. That was very fun to watch. That's good. It's almost like we're on a Houston podcast. Yeah, it's fine. They, nobody likes James Harden anymore, You know, even in Houston. Why would anybody like James Harden? Nobody likes James Harden. And the biggest proof is how Phoenix treats Chris Paul. They love Chris Paul. James Harden hated Chris Paul. Everybody in the entire league. Loves Chris Paul, except for James Harden. He's like, you got to work. You got to practice. Kevin Durant loves James Harden, so does Kyrie Irving. They're all three the same person. Yeah, I guess so. Well, so for tonight's show, this is a very important podcast. We're uh, 
don't know what you want to call it. This is like shoot around. This is warm up time before we start our 2021 NFL season preview. And we're doing power rankings. And I wrote a power rankings article today, ranking yep. every team from 32 to 1. So now we're going to talk about power rankings. Uh, I'm going to use the article I, I have, and you have yours as well, too, that you just came up with. And yeah, so we're going to. To no journalism classes, I just have the talent. There you go. Uh, you, we, I made you pause your video game for this. Well, yeah. I mean, I was playing some, you know, God of War that I just rebeat because of you. It took two years for me to get over my hatred for you erasing my game. And you two like? Years. I think it was worth it, though. I think you, you're able to better appreciate the game going back through I, that again. Because instead, I sped through things that I remembered. Versus beforehand where I just had everything. I bathed in it. I just had it. I was soaking in the blood. But no, you took it away from me. I'll always remember that. But I feel better. That's good. I'm glad it took two years to feel better. Uh, But we're going to go through four tiers. We have the worst, which are teams 32 through 25. The mediocre, which is teams 24 through 17. Playoffs, which is teams... 16 through 9, and then the contenders, which are teams 8 through 1. So I'll start off first by going through my worst tier of teams 32 through 25, and then you can do the same thing. Then we'll talk about this for a little while, and we'll do this for an hour. And uh, also I want to say, too, we I, we missed doing the podcast. I'm sure you missed us as much as we missed you, and uh, I'm excited to do this again. So for the worst, I have the Texans at 32. At 31, I have the Detroit Lions. At 30, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. At 29, I have the New York Jets. At 28, I have the Atlanta Falcons. At 27, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. At 26, I have the Carolina Panthers. And at 25, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so mine's uh, way a little bit different here. So I got, you want me to start at 32 or 25? Well, I'm going to start oh, at 32. Start at 32. All right, I got 32. I got the Texans. That one's easy. 31, I have the Eagles. 30, I have the Jets. 29, I have the Patriots. 28, I have the Steelers. 27, I have the Jags. 26, I have the Lions. And 25, I have the Broncos. That one I'm iffy about, I know, but I'm waiting on a move is going to be made with them. Unless a move is made with them, that's where I leave them. Well, we'll talk to we'll talk about the Broncos, I guess, whenever I get to them, because there's me maybe a big surprise in the wings here. Well, let's start with New England. So you have right. New England here at, at 29. So is this just because of the quarterback position? Or do you think that the free agent acquisitions they made actually aren't that good. They just were desperate to make moves. Uh, What's your kind of opinion on the Patriots right now? That's exactly what I think. I just think that it's more of a desperation move from them versus I don't know if they're going to have any type of quarterback competition whatsoever. It just, this team doesn't feel... So it's just Mac Jones, you think? Yeah, yeah, it, it just, this team doesn't feel right more than anything. And it just seems like that with Belichick, this is just over there. Because even with the Mac Jones thing, nobody liked Mac Jones. And that's why I haven't told you they don't need to be able to trade to get Mac Jones because you're just going to fall for him. I just – I'm not I, I'm not a fan of the Patriots. 
And I think that it's going to blow up in Bill Belichick's face because it's Bill Belichick. And this is what it's going to show this year is that he just took time for granted. And I'm just still going to be stuck on that where these desperation moves showed, oh, no, maybe I need to do something now. But I don't think it's going to work. I just don't like the acquisitions overall. Yeah. I mean, I like the, the John- two tight ends. I mean, there, there's weird. It's just weird because it's like Judon's 29. Yeah. Like Judon's been very good in Baltimore. Uh, but he's 29 years old. Like, I think John Smith was, like, a really good signing, but not for the contract they signed him for because he's somebody who has never, like, meaningfully produced at all. Like, he's been interesting. He's had some big games. He's done some cool things, like take his toss play and pick up 47 yards on it. I love Hunter Henry. I think he's, like, a, you know, could be one of the 10 best times in football. How many games Hunter Henry played? He played the whole year last year. Was that the first year? Uh, he's done it twice. Out of how many years? Four. Are you sure? Yeah. He's 50 50. I'll give him that. Yeah. I think the most yards he's had in a year is like 600, though. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like in yeah. the 900, 10 touchdowns thing. Like he hasn't had that sort of year yet. Uh, the Jalen Mills sign didn't make any sense, though, at all. They were able to try and get Trent Brown back, too. But like, I think this is going to be a top 10 defense for New England this year. And I think I- offensively, like if they decide to go Cam, they can run that power run offense. I think Cam's done. We've been talking about it for a while. I think his shoulder's just too screwed up. Like, no matter how hard he works out, he can't throw the football with any accuracy or like, any consistency at all. But that's what I'm saying. Do you even think that Mac – that's why I said quarterback competition. Do you even think Mac is going to be the starter immediately coming out? It just seems like that there's so many articles still about Cam. I don't know if that's the media. I don't know if that's somebody just wanting to spew some Cam love. But either way, it just seems like that he's the one in the news when it comes to New England, not Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I guess that's probably just maybe like the, the not necessarily the cult, but like the aura of Cam being, you know, a former MVP and everything else that comes along with that. And he's saying like he feels great, he's in great shape. Like I thought he was in great shape last year, but yeah. I think his just shoulder screwed up, you know? Yeah. Like it looks like he's throwing a javelin. Yeah, exactly. And he's like putting his head down too whenever he's throwing. It just looks so awful. Um, but even Mac Jones is a quarterback. Like I don't know if he's good or not. Like I watched, you know, him. I watched the video of him in Alabama, and just that team was so good. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the AJ McCarron thing. It's like, yeah, McCarron won what three national championships by being like the thirty seventh best player on that team. And I think there's a lot of stuff too, Mac Jones, in that regard. But like, you know, New England has a lot of skill players now. I think they're interesting. Um, they have a really good offensive line, run blocking wise, and so I think the idea is like if they have Mac Jones, they're gonna make they're gonna be like a real like middle of the field passing team, and they're gonna create easy throws, and they're gonna run a lot of like seams and crossing routes in the, in the middle part of the field, and just make things e- easy for Mac Jones, and he'll have a lot of time to pass too because you know, the offensive line's gonna be good. So I think like even if Jones is the starter and he's like the twenty fourth best quarterback, I think with the run game they could have and the defense they have. That could still be like a you know nine or ten win team, but like they're not like a Super Bowl contender. I think they're like a fringe playoff contender, though. I don't even think fringe. Everything that you just mentioned, even with the because the running game, who are you who are you relying on in the running game? They got like four backs. They, they, exactly. You don't even know who's going to well, be. Well, Damian Harris is their starting running back for now, and then he's for what one game, and That's then somebody fine. else be coming in and being the starter. It's just I don't trust Bill. I'm gonna go there with it. I don't trust Bill. I think he's in way over in his head now. I think he's about to be exposed big time. So I um, when I want to talk about Atlanta now because I think we've kind of flip flopped. Like I had Atlanta, like I was very excited about the Arthur Smith thing. 
I was super excited about watching the Falcons this year. I I thought they're you didn't have a land in this group of your bottom eight teams here. No, I have them in the next group. I'm yeah. really confused with you right now. So I have Atlanta. Um, oh, maybe I'm, I'm. Yeah, I have a. I had Atlanta down here at. I should have. No, you said you did. You said you had Atlanta in your bottom eight. Yeah, I have Atlanta twenty eight. And yeah. so, but my thing was after like the Matt Ryan restructure didn't make any sense at all. He has a yeah. cap hit of forty five million dollars next year. That's it's like good. twenty-eight million this year. It's like just pay him this year, and then do that, you know, next year or whatever. If you're gonna try to trade him and get off of him, what? Who else is getting that money? Well, I mean, like he already signed his contract, so he has guaranteed money. They didn't re-sign him; they just restructure his current contract to push it down the next year. You know. But to your point, why wouldn't they pay him this year? Who are they paying that they're wanting to save that for in order for them to like make a move? They didn't. I don't even... Yeah, I see. I don't even have like them in my bottom eight, but I have them in my next tier. Spoiler alert! Because who, who cares? You're not going anywhere. You might as well pay him. Well, I just think I just think yeah, they should pay him for this year. And yeah. I, I think the reason, but like I, I want to talk about because we fl- kind of flipped on this because I'm at 28th. Last time I did this, I'm at 21st. I think I had him as like a possible playoff team once they made the Arthur Smith signing because the last time we saw Matt Ryan this offense uh, in a similar like, mid zone play action offense. He won the MVP that year. The Falcons had you know the best offense in the NFL, and of course you know they blew that twenty-eight-three lead to New England the Super Bowl. But that was the last time we played an offense similar to this. And I think they, I like their offensive line. I don't, I know they haven't gelled necessarily, but I like the young talent they have. Um, I think in this offense and with what Arthur Smith can do as being like a former offensive line coach and tight ends coach, that he get a lot out of it. I think Mike Davis is going to be a lot better than Todd Gurley was last year. Um, two for him. I still like Edo Smith. I know some people. I know. Well, he's not there anymore as well either. Um, but then the Julio Jones trade happened, and you're kind of like Julio knows they're bad, and they didn't do anything to improve their defense at all. They Wait. for their defense, they added Eric Harris, Brandon Copeland, and uh, Deron Harmon free agency, and then the draft they added safety Richie Grant, um, and that was the only top 100 picks of their defense. Like this was a bomb five defense last year. It's gonna be a bad defense again this year. And so I do think like the offense can be in the upper half. Kyle Pitts is my favorite rookie entering this year. I think he's going to be incredible, you know, in Arthur Smith offense. But the defense is bad, and then the Julio trade happened. So I'm not expecting uh, a whole lot of them. I think they're going to lose a lot of games like 27 to 41, you know. I actually think that this is uh, maybe the score, okay, you may have me on there. Whenever they're playing high-scoring teams, I just don't think that's going to be a very – occurring thing that's going to be able to happen against the Falcons. I think they're at least going to be able to have some wins. Again, I'm saying five to six wins here. Nothing special. I just think they're going to be able to do better than what you think because I like the acquisitions as well as I like that they got rid of Julio in a way. I don't like what they have in return for Julio, but I think Julio was kind of the distraction where Matt Ryan needs to be able to feed more of Calvin and needs to be able to get to enjoy his new weapon. Yeah, and it'd be Being, interesting to see what Russell Gage does on the outside too. Uh, yeah. Pitts, but like Pitts is a freak because he can play outside wide receiver, he can play slot receiver, he can play as the yeah, tight end, and uh, and Smith is gonna be so good with him. That's and that's where I think that I actually do like the Falcons as not a bottom tier team, but at least in the next tier. So they're gonna have some wins underneath their belt. I mean, in this tier, I feel like you're talking two or three wins here. Yeah, but it's like it's usually like two wins to like six wins is usually this tier. You put them at maybe 29. two to five. That's twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. You're saying you're saying three wins. 
No, I'm saying probably like five. You're full of it. Um, oh, my favorite like hipster Land Falcon is Luacon, that linebacker they have, because all he does is just make big plays. I think he forced like six fumbles last year, had four sacks and like three interceptions. Uh, he's a real, he's a real just like. Yeah, I make like 100 tackles and came out of nowhere. Left and right, and yet you're talking smack about them all in the same breath. You don't make sense with the Falcons. I think you're conflicted here. I am because I wanted to love the Falcons, and then I start thinking about it more. I'm like, eh, I don't know. How did I wanted? I wanted to really love the Falcons again this year. Sometimes you gotta let the heart win, Matt. Sometimes the heart needs what it wants. No, we're not doing that. Uh, we both had Pittsburgh in the bottom here. If you forgot, Pittsburgh went 12 four say, last year. Yeah, they finished seventh in point differential, eighth in DVOA. They blew their uh, first round by last year by losing to Buffalo towards in the year as well. After starting off like what they were like eleven and zero or ten to start the year, and they lost four of their last six. And they had the worst field goal decision in the NFL last year, which was Mike Tomlin kicking a field goal on fourth and one uh, at Cleveland's forty-two, I think, down by twelve, and that lost the game for them. But so Pittsburgh, they lost. Mike Hilton, Matt Filer, Bud Dupree, Steve Nelson, Avery Williamson, Alejandro Villanueva, um, David DeCastro, and James Conner, and Cameron Sutton. And they added Najee Harris, Joe Haig, who was a sixth off- offensive lineman for Tampa, Chris Wormley, and that's pretty much it. They, they are the exact same team as last year, except they lost six starters. And Roethlisberger's 41 years old and plays Frisbee and plays point guard. And I think it's going to be uh, an awful year for him this year. Yeah, I just have no hope for this team whatsoever. And I think Juju made the bad decision by wanting to stay in Pittsburgh and take less money. I, and here's the thing, because Villanueva, even when he was like now sent away, has been talking smack about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. It, it just seems like, I don't know if it's the culture there, but Mike Tomlin probably is gone after this year. If they are where you and I both think they're going to be, Mike Tomlin's fired after this year. There's no doubt in my mind. Maybe. They just never fire coaches, though. I I get that, but the fact that it seems like everybody has been having an issue as far as the organization-wise. Like, everybody is talking smack about the team. Yeah. They uh, drafted a defensive tackle from Wisconsin. His name is Isaiah with two H's on the the end. His last name is Loudermilk, which I think is a great player from Wisconsin. But yeah, I they but like they had one of the worst run offenses in football last year. Their offensive line's gonna be terrible, and so they used their first round pick on a running back so he can get three hundred carries. That wasn't the problem. The problem was their run offense was really bad blocking, and uh, and they ran could run one play well, which is that power play, or they yeah. would run trap. Trap was the only play they could run well. And because the fact is, I don't think Connor's going to be that bad whatsoever. I just, yeah, they weren't being able to open enough holes. It wasn't anything to do with the running backs. The other team that I wanted to love a lot this year was Carolina. And then they trade for Sam Darnold. And uh, I'm not like, I understand Darnold's away from Adam Gase. I understand like he's 10% sublime, 90% crap. And maybe away from Adam Gase, he'd become like a, a good quarterback. I just don't buy it. And if they had Teddy, I'd be like, all right, maybe they go six and two one possession games instead. They may trade for Deshaun Watson. They'd be maybe a Super Bowl contender right away. But uh, I just, I'm not buying the Darnold thing. And I think what they gave up was kind of strange for it. I think kind of decisions they made along it were strange. And their offensive line is absolutely dreadful. And it's like the exact same sort of offensive line he played for in New York. That he was absolutely that he was terrible behind too. So I just don't. I'm not buying Darnold in Carolina. So I love their like young defensive talent, 
But because of Darnold, I have Carolina there at 26. Just mainly, mainly as punishment. Like, I think they could win seven games, but just because of that decision, I have them there as punishment. Yeah, I know, because you're biased. No, I don't have the Panthers at the bottom 18. You're just putting, again, this is what you do. You're putting your hatred feelings more above your love feelings. The Darnold thing is ridiculous. You only are upset because they got rid of Teddy. Versus and I don't the, think Darnold's that good. We don't know if Darnold's that good or not. All right, so this is his offensive line right now. You ready? Cameron right. Irving, who was the he was start left tackle for the Cowboys last year, and was bad after Tyron Smith got hurt, and he was a, a bad offensive tackle at Kansas City. Pat F. Line, who was too bad to play in Minnesota, too bad to play for New York, and is now in Carolina. Matt Parrott is at center, who they pay a bunch of money to, but hasn't been that great in Carolina. John Miller at right guard. I don't know who John Miller is. I don't think John Miller knows who John Miller is. And that sounds like a Madden like roster, like all Matt creative player, John Miller at right guard. And then right tackle, they have Taylor Moden, who's you know one of the better right tackles in the NFL. But that's four spots in the offensive line where it's just bad, you know? I you know what? You keep saying all you want to say, but the Carolina Panthers are not going to be in the bottom eight. They're just not. I just feel like that Darnold is so much better than what you think. I he has weapons. They have one of the best running backs in the league. This team is going to be fine. They're not going to blow it out of the water, but they're going to win five to six games. Yeah, I think five to six puts them around that mark that I have met, you know. I still don't think that you're talking about it like that. You're still talking about like two, three. No, I feel no, like no. I'm not talking about two, three. I think I have like five or so, you know. Because wait, what did you put them at? Did you put them at 25? 26. Okay, well, that makes more sense then. Okay, so you you and I aren't that far apart. Yeah, yeah I I am then at 23. You and I are not that far apart. But I do love Derek Brown. I love Brian Burns. I love Eater Gross Matos. I love Morgan Fox. I do like Bravion Roy. He's, he's a six-round pick from Baylor who was good last year for him. I love Shaq Thompson. I love Jeremy Chin. I may love J.C. Horn. I don't know. We'll find out. I love A.J. Boye. Like They have like eight players in their defense that I love or, or may could possibly be really excited for. I think Brian Burns is the closest thing to Peak Von Miller. That we have in the NFL, and I think he could have like nine. He he had nineteen sacks this year, maybe. Um, if Derek Brown kind of makes them a leap and makes things easier for him too, so I want to love Carolina, I really do. But I'm just not buying Darnold this year. I think it's because you're racist. That's it. Against yeah. redheads. I, I gosh, I hate redheads. Remember, yeah. ooh, remember whenever before you make that jug and say you know gingers have no souls, everybody laugh about it and they get real excited, you know. I never made that joke. I always I've said heard you make that joke before. Disney princess was Little Mermaid. I love redheads. You are the one that said they don't have any souls. And that's because of South Park, right? South Park started that. Actually, if I'm being honest, the one who always said it was Kevin. Kevin was the one that always made the joke about the gingers having no soul. Now we're uh, we're part of the Redhead Alliance here. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I, I said I was the redheads. Yeah, because you know who's actually getting really X out of Hollywood and everything? Redheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for that one guy. Well, one guy. From uh, Friday Night Lights and The Master and There Will Be Blood and Breaking Bad. That guy's not redheaded. Yeah, he's pretty redheaded. Well, he's red hair. He's pretty redheaded. No. <laughs> Did you say he's a pretty redhead? <laughs> no, I said he's pretty redheaded. You call him pretty redhead. Stop lying, Matt. No, 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 no. No, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Um, 
Yeah, so say one thing nice about the Houston Texans. Can you do it? No. Not, <laughs> not one nice thing? No, there's not one thing I'm going to say. Oh, you know what? I hear they give the best massages. Oh! That's bad taste. Why is that bad taste? Did you hear the New Texans news today? What was it? Uh, they're not allowing fans at training camp unless you're a season ticket holder. Oh, that's good. Because nobody's resigned their season tickets at all. Like, there's like five thousand people left, and like, all right, this is what you get to have if you're if you keep your season tickets, you get to go to practice in August. And uh, so, come on down, keep your season tickets. Hey, it's better than what Richard Sherman has. Oh, I'm on fire. Yeah, that you know the you can fly too high sometimes. Um, I guess the only thing I'll say about the Texans I'm excited for. Yeah, what are you excited for at well, all? I guess a few things. I'm excited for Josh Allen. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean you're excited for Josh? That's part Allen? of that's what I'm excited for about the Houston Texans. I'm excited for Josh Allen. I love David Coley. Like I think he's a beautiful soul. I'm excited to catfish Kahali Waring for my wife's Instagram account. And then uh, it may end up leading to me getting divorced on accident, which would just mean I completely played myself instead. That I'm ex- works. I'm excited to watch Tim Kelly run the ball more after. So last year the Texans had the worst run offense in football. And when the press conference, he's like, yeah, I kind of learned last year, you know, we really need to rely on the run game more after he had the worst run offense in football last year. Um, I'm excited for Titus Howard. And that's pretty much it. Those are the five things I'm excited for. I feel just so depressed having to listen to that. You don't even sound enthused. You said one of your best things was a tweet. Catfish. Catfish? Yeah. That's one of your best things. Yeah, I'm a catfish, one of their players. He's like really tall uh, and good looking and muscular. He plays tight end for them from my wife's Instagram account. Man, that's really not a good idea. Yeah, I know. It's going to backfiring in the end yeah if he shows up at your house and he's i think she's gonna leave you we're gonna go play volleyball together yeah <laughs> when he shows up yeah i'm ready i'm ready for my date what you're you i'm your date actually golly i'm sorry let's go play some basketball <laughs> needs to be real weird i was like look come on we'll have a great time i promise you i'm like look i got 18 coors lights and a handle of, of tito's like all right i got you then we can do this yeah, that's that's what it was. I'll get you drunk, and then you'll want to come and spend time with me. <laughs> Great plan, man. This is a good MTV show. Yeah, this is awesome. Just Room Raiders Tequila Edition. All right, so why don't you have the Lions down there at the bottom with the Texans? Are you excited for the Dan Campbell era? No, I'm not excited for the Dan Campbell. I'm excited for the Dan Campbell era. Why? I have. The I love Lions. him. I just don't have them at the very bottom, but I have the Lions in this bottom tier. Yeah, but why don't you have them like 31st? Well, you know, I, this whole little thing—you can miss and match. Either way, the Lions—I'm not positive about. I think they're going to be even worse than what they've been. I have no idea what this team is doing. I have no clue. How many you, games just, they win last year? Just do it. I think it was like five. Five, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but again, I just I think you're going to be even worse or around that. I, I feel like this is a four-win team. I think so, too. I like Dan Campbell because he's like if Mike Vrabel was your stepfather. <laughs> like your truck-driving stepfather, you know. Truck-driving stepfather. He sounds like a great guy. I would love to play football for him. With a truck-driving stepfather. Yeah, 
a drunk truck driving stepfather. That you know what? There is nothing that can go wrong with that relationship. He's great. I think he he's like David Coley, but like with tes- a lot more testosterone. Yeah, because uh, you know that's that's what you want. I, I feel like that's going to be a big momentum switch there in Detroit. That's what everybody wants. Well, and it's funny too because I think a lot of teams who get burned by head coach like they were Matt Patricia when they go hire their next head coach. It's kind of like dating where it's like they go and they find the complete opposite the last person they had coaching their team. And like, I can't think of anybody more polar opposite than Matt Patricia, than Dan, uh, Dave Campbell, the you Dan know, Campbell. I'm talking about a guy who's probably never going to get a job again. There's no way in hell Matt Patricia was ever a coach. He'll go be the DC in Alabama eventually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I mean. Eventually, but there's no way he's ever going to be a coach. Woo. Man, you blew every type of chance you could have ever had. You're terrible. Yeah. He was rude. He was he bad. He did a lot of ter- made a lot of terrible decisions. What do you do right? Nothing. What? That's terrible. Yeah. Side of the ball you were supposed to be good at. You were awful. My favorite thing when they were like, "We're gonna stop the run, run the ball," and they were awful at stopping the run, running the ball. They couldn't do either. Is one that what the story? We gotta get more tougher and physical, and they just got worse at the things that they try to get better at. Makes sense. That usually means that the players don't like you. Yeah, I agree with that. So the next batch here, the mediocre. So 24, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. 23, the Chicago Bears. 22, the Minnesota Vikings. 21, the New York Giants. 20, the Jacksonville Jaguars. 19, the New England Patriots. 18, the Dallas Cowboys, and 17, the Denver Broncos. The hell? All right. I got 24. I got Raiders. 23rd, I got Panthers. 22, I have Seattle. 21, I have Chicago. 20, I have Minnesota. 19, I have the Bengals. 18, I have the Falcons. All right, who's 17? Do I need 17 right now? Yeah. Do I need 49ers? All right. This is fun. So, all right, I'm going to start with Denver. So, I I Denver 17, get Denver 24th. I think the Broncos should make the playoffs this year. Like a third wild card. They're in my box. Yeah, I know. Um, I think they have a great trio of wide receivers. Like, I think Judy was great last year. He just dropped too many passes, and Drew Locke is like there. I we've talked about this before, but there are Broncos fans out there right now on the internet arguing that Drew Locke is a good quarterback. They're out there. Yeah. They exist. They still are. That that's uh that's a mental illness. Right. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But I like their running attack a lot. Like they have a really interesting power running attack. Um, Melvin Gordon, I think, was better than what he was expected to be last year, especially considering some of the optics as, as well, too, whenever he first joined the team. They have a like a top-five pass defense right there, and especially if, like Von Miller's like any sort of usual Von Miller, and Bradley Chubb is you know healthy as well, too. And then additionally, like their secondary stacked, and Vic Fangio does such a great job coaching him a secondary and using much different coverages to confuse quarterbacks, so... I think they're going to have a top five pass defense. I think they could have 
They should have a top 10 run offense. I think their passing offense should be at least mediocre with Bridgewater and the wide receivers that they have. And so I, I really like Denver. I, I kind of feel like they they are probably going to move up a little bit from here as well too uh, Whenever we, if we do this again week one. But I really like Denver for this upcoming season. I'm just not feeling this team. And I don't know what it is. It's just maybe I don't like they Teddy. They have an easy schedule? I don't care if they have an easy schedule or not. I just don't feel like this team – because I'll put it this way, Matt. Even with your rankings right now, are you really saying that they're kind of a contender? I'm like – Because I don't think you're there I'm like yet. Fi- like I, just because of Bridgewater. Like I well, think if he's average, they're a playoff team. But I wouldn't say they're a contender, you know. And that's actually what I was going to say. For me, it comes down to the once again with Teddy. I like Teddy, don't get me wrong. I just feel like that you need some type of dominant running game to be able to help Teddy. What does and they Denver, could have that. What, but had they had it last year? They had a really good rushing tech last year. Was it like top? I'm saying with Teddy, you have to have probably top five. I mean, I'll, I can look it up real fast if you want. I would love that. Because they, they, they have a good offensive line. They have, I, And it was fun. Like They had a fun uh, power running attack last year. But I'm not arguing with any points of you. I'm just still going to go to the one thing that I watched last year, which is what Carolina, where it was every game at, was a tie. It was a three, seven point or tie game that you were having to watch. The moment Teddy has to come back from something, if he is down, they are going to lose. The moment Teddy has to do a game winning drive, they are going to lose. Teddy just doesn't have the arm capability. I, he needs to have some type of running back that's going to be able to distract every team so that you're not focusing on Teddy, and then he can get away with one or two. He, in my opinion, is just a better Kirk Cousins. But he's not much better. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, but I think that's kind of part of it, though, with, with one-possession records, too, is that tends to fluctuate year to year. So I know Carolina, I think they were 3-8 and eight in one-score games last year. That tends to balance out year to year, and so it's easy. It's easy to blame him, but you know their offensive line was hurt. The offensive line problems. They had McCaffrey at all. Um, three and eight's bad in one score games. Like I understand he didn't lead game winning drives and that sort of thing, and that's kind of what separates like the great quarterbacks from the good ones. But I don't think that necessarily you know bodes the same thing for Denver too. But actually, they were twenty six in run offense DVOA last year. But I think that's a big thing to do with Drew Locke being completely oh. terrible that they're going up against like a bunch of stacked boxes, you know? But that's what I mean. It's just Denver hasn't shown me that type of game to make me believe in it. So that's why – because, by the way, even with where you're putting – I mean, you're arguing like – you're arguing this is a top 15 team. Yeah. You're, you don't even have them there, though. Yeah, I have them um, uh, 16. Oh, yeah, 17. 17. Yeah. Yes, we're not even on 16. But when it comes to this, I'm just not confident in the Broncos. I believe in everything you're saying when it comes to that defense, by the way. I I completely agree with you, but I just feel like Teddy needs even more than that, which is a little disappointing because no matter what, these games are going to be close. And in this NFL, which I kind of talked about or I said the team wasn't going to go up against a lot of 40-point teams, but that's what the league is now. Teddy can't score forty points. Well, I will. I do think this version of Denver has a better offense minus the quarterback than Carolina did last year. Oh, 
No, I don't even know that. Maybe offensive line wise, but are you talking weapon wise? Weapon wise too. No, not with Moore and not with uh, what's his face. Was it Roberson? Yeah, they had Roberson and they had Moore. You're out of your mind right now. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a great two punch that they had. Sutton, I think Sutton and Judy are going to be incredible this year. But you're saying that they would be better than no. No, 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 no. They could be incredible this year, but I don't yeah, think Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying this year Denver at the end of the year we're going to look back on be like they're they had a better offense minus the quarterback. Be better than more this year? Uh, I think it's going to be probably as good. No, yeah. I'd be willing to bet you 50, but actually no, we don't do money. Dinner bet on that. Do I still owe you by the way? Yeah, you do. I don't think I owe you. Yeah, because I won the picks last oh, year. Oh, wait, I owe you dinner. I do owe you dinner. That's right. Okay. Either way, I'll do another dinner bet because, yes, I feel like the fact is this is not going to be the team that's going to be able to make it through. I just don't feel Teddy. I don't feel it at all. I mean, I wouldn't bet you that, like, Judy has more yards than Moore did last year because Cortland Sutton's, like, that number one wide receiver. I think Judy's going to have, like, 800 yards receiving this year, though. And Sam will probably have like a thousand eighty. I just feel like that you're and they still have no, and no fans great too. The Panthers have any tight end play at all last year. They have you know, Melvin Gordon's better than Mike Davis's. Their offensive line's better. Melvin Gordon's not going to do anything. You're out of your damn mind. He was pretty good last year. He's going to get hurt. He he doesn't even have his bones touching his skin at this. There's no any type of tissue, muscle, whatever you want to call it. It's just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm excited for Denver, though. I've talked myself into Denver. So you have Seattle down here in this group. I do. So is this because of yes. they didn't add anything at all? You think they were lucky last year? You think Russell's unhappy? You yes. think You think everything's going to fall apart? This is the year it's all over. Boom. You're exactly right on all the above, man. I just feel like there, it's a really bizarre situation with last year where it didn't make any sense to me. And even when it comes to them talking afterwards, it still doesn't make sense to me. They're just something that doesn't seem comfortable with the organization. And I'm not saying because the team-wise, uh, like you said, they didn't really improve. Well, what did they add? What did we really gain here? They, well, they and got, yet they, they were winning. Gabe Jackson close. to play right guard. Oh they got Dwayne Eskridge in, I think, like the third round. Um they kept Carlos Dunlap again for another year. They signed Kerry yeah. Kerry Hyder, who's a pretty good player. Yeah, pretty good. Uh huh. It's it's just nothing though that's going to get you over a hump. And I feel like they got away with certain things, and it was because of Russ. You didn't put your trust into Russ, or something weird happened between y'all. Either way, I just don't like it. I think something's funny, man. Something's I, rotten in Denmark. Exactly. I'm smelling something funky. I'm surprised that you're kind of big on them more than anything. I actually expected you to be where I'm at with the kind of second bottom tier here. I I just don't see them being near as good as what they were last year. I mean, I just think Wilson's a top five quarterback. And uh, I think it's kind of that simple, you know. If he's happy. I think he's, I I mean, I'm not really worried about that. I'm a little worried about that. I I think he's just very good. He's going to play very good again. And like I understand, it's the same sort of team, but they do the same thing every year. They like go seven and three, one score games. Their defense is always like fourteenth. They have a top five passing offense, and you know Wilson kind of carries them. Why don't they? I'll put it this way, Matt. Let me ask you if you would do this trade. Would you trade Russell and Aaron Rodgers straight up for each other? 
No, nah, I mean, I, I don't. Think I about would, it. I would make that trade if I was Seattle. You wouldn't make it if you were Seattle? No. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I, I think just... the only team that could have traded for Wilson last year was Chicago, and Seattle turned him down. Yeah, and Chicago was planning on giving them, like, every single draft yeah. pick they had. Like, I think that was the only team that, like, would have offered enough, and they told him no completely. Whenever you heard what the Bears were going to offer, it just became disgusting. Yeah. And th- I mean, they should have. Um, I don't know. I feel all right with Seattle. Seattle just does the same. They're always just weird. They do this every year. They're but always kind of weird. You're always like, this is the year they regress. This year they drop off. And they're just always weird. And they do it every single season. Never got the unhappy rumor, though. I guess so. I mean, I also think part of that, too, is just like their offensive game plan was so bad in that playoff game last year. And there's no structure to all their offense. It's all just I mean, like. Their strategy was all year. It's just run. And if that doesn't work, Russell, do whatever you can. That's yeah. what their strategy is. Well, I like that one touchdown against Los Angeles was Metcalf like staying still and then just taking off of the field. <laughs> and that was their only touchdown that game. They had a, coward, a bad coward field goal too. Um, so you have Cincinnati not in the bomb this year. Are you expecting a breakout in, for the Bengals? I am. I'm expecting this team to make a move forward. A move forward is seven wins. I'm expecting this team to be able to make some type of move here because we have more. We're going to get our guy back in the end. I don't think it's going to work, though. I just feel like this team's going to take a step in the right direction versus the teams that I have below them, I think, are moving in the wrong direction. And that's why I put the Bengals where they're at. I actually think that they're going to be able to do something with the Tiger King. So I I I want to like the Bengals. They're another team like I really want to like them. I just don't know. I don't think Zach Taylor's a good head coach. I think their offensive no, line's bad. And also like Burrow was really Alex Smithy last year, and he's coming off a torn ACL. And so like I don't know. I really want to like the Bengals. I like what they did for in free agency to upgrade their defense a lot. Um, I really want to like them. I just think that they're a year away and a year without Zach Taylor away too. I agree when it comes to the Zach Taylor comments. I think I tried to argue last year that he was a decent coach, but he just can't do anything. He doesn't know what he's doing. But I just I, don't know what he does. Well, no, no, that's what I mean. I don't know what he does either. I don't think he does anything. I thought he did do something, which is why I thought last year that coming into the season that maybe he would be able to turn the team. I just think that Burrow, I think to your point with the defensive weapons they've added, and they did improve the offensive line, am I right? No, I mean, they signed Riley Reef to play there right tackle. Go. That's something. I don't I, think I'm, I'm really, I'm just waiting no. for somebody called Riley Reef, Riley Reed instead. And I'll wait for it to happen. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and if you have like, don't Google it. Uh, that's, it's, you know, demonic and it's poison for your brain. Don't Google uh, that name at all, but I'm waiting for somebody to like, act, like say it or tweet it, like a like a professional NFL writer. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, uh, Riley Reed is hurt today. He's not gonna suit up. It's gonna be very funny whenever it happens. You're just so proud of yourself. I'm By not way, proud of myself. You should do it. I'm the one who should do it. You should I do should it. fall on that sword. Yes. Yeah, maybe I'll just. <laughs> yeah. Twitter account would blow up. Well, I can, you know, I can do it, and I can pull the clip to the podcast. But listen to the podcast. We make very funny jokes like this. I have, I have a son I have to feed, so we need to have uh, ten thousand listens an episode. 
Oh, by the way, you didn't tell me. You got to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Ding, ding. Yeah. Um, it's right here. You got to hit it right. Click right, it right here. Right, right there. Yeah. Um, so you have San Francisco down here and the drudges also. Are you not buying San Francisco having their players healthy and making a run this year? Boom. That's all this comes down to. I'm having to buy into this team being healthy. I just can't buy into it. I think they got their quarterback they wanted. I think they're going to be. I can't be, wait to watch him run the ball in that offense. It's it's going to be so much fun. But how many running backs am I going to go through? Probably seven. Oh, yes. but they did draft Sermon though from Ohio State, and I cannot wait for Trey Sermon at Ohio State. There, they're going to give him so many touches, and it's just going to destroy. He'll the get kid. like one twenty-five. <laughs> they're going to kill the kid. And who, who are their running backs right now? It has to be no, because what's his face? They have Mostert. Mostert's still there because he was hurt last year. That's it, though. I think is Jared McKinnon still there? Nope, Jared McKinnon's gone. He's a starter somewhere, actually. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, I think he is. I can't remember. Who. I know he actually played. Oh, so they have Mostert, Trey Sermon, Wayne Gallman, uh, former New York Giant, who was bad. Whenever oh, so. Barkley got hurt, and they have Jeff Wilson. Okay, well, that's my point, man. Oh, they're really relying on the young kid. Woo! I kind of like looking at their depth chart because they have everything filled up, like, all the way. Their quarterbacks, Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Nate Sudfield, and Josh Rosen. I just... Are you are you big on this team? You seem to, like, be shocked here. And plus, now they have the Richard Sherman thing shadowing over them. Well, they weren't going to resign him. Yeah, I know. They weren't going to resign him at all. So. But anyways, I just feel like – and by the way, I have them at my 17. Yeah. So it's not saying that I think they're going to be terrible. I just think with injuries and everything, once again, it's going to be piling up to where they're just going to miss the playoffs. I'm talking this is, once again, a seven-win team. Interesting. Well, I have well, I have them uh, in the top eight. And, what? yeah, I'm in the top eight. And so I do think because of their – like this is how it works usually. The team who loses the Super Bowl, they have a big drop-off next year. I love Lance in this offense. I'm excited for Garoppolo to be gone. They were the most injured team in football last year. Um, they have a great front four rush of Bosa, DJ Jones, slash Zach Kerr, Javon Kimball, and Eric Armstead. And they should get something out of D4 this year, too. Fred Warner's the best linebacker in football. Um, and with their linebacker playing in front four rush, they really don't need a, that good of a secondary at all. And so it's been kind of interesting to see what um, what their new defensive coordinator, DeMar- D'Amico Ryans, does. You know, this defensive, he kind of keeps that same, you know, cover three, cover four defense that. Robert Sala utilized here as well, too. But I love their defense. I think their offense is going to be plug-and-play. I think Lance is going to start from the very beginning. I think his ability as a runner is going to make this offense even better than it was you know, two years ago whenever they lost in the Super Bowl because Garoppolo missed his one chance. You know, He had uh, spaghetti. He had, he had mom's spaghetti on his sweatshirt. You know, He missed that one deep throw. Yeah, I know. But sometimes you're nervous. Uh-huh. I'm, and the words, the words didn't come out. <laughs> Either way, though, I get what you're saying because even with Debo coming back, now you have Kittle. Obviously, you have Kittle as well too. You have things here that are going to be able to help the 49ers produce. I don't know, man. I just can't be confident until I see it. 
And even with I see it, I just can't believe you're putting them at the top eight. You just think that all the weapons are just going to be fantastic. Everything is going to work great. Even Bosa is going to be healthy, so you have the defense. That that Bosa game in week one last year, he was like J.J. Watt. <laughs> like he, was, yeah. he was so good, and it lasted three quarters, and he tore his ACL. But, uh, yeah, I think I think that's an injury guys recover from you know, fairly easily. I'm I'm interested to say the least. Again, I'm not bashing on the 49ers. I just I can't believe you have top eight. I mean, that's the point of the power rankings, though, is that you know we look at the full picture. We don't get you know mixed up in the week to week you know nonsense. Uh, this is this is a new season. It's a whole new world, you know. This is the story of a girl. All right, so playoffs, team sixteen through nine. The fir- I have so I have New Orleans sixteen, Indy fifteen. The Rams 14, the Cardinals 13, Miami 12, Washington 11, Tennessee 10, and Green Bay 9. Dude, I'm just so excited for you to listen to my top eight more than anything, this whole thing. All right, so my next eight, I have Cowboys 16. I have the Giants, 15. I have the Redskins. I have the Packers. I have the Cardinals, 13. I have the Dolphins. And I have the Chargers. So is this the year the Dallas Cowboys finally break through? Is this it? Is this Every year is the year, but is, finally, is this finally the year? No. <laughs> I'm doing my thing on how I feel like the win structure is going to be, and this is like the fringe. I have the Cowboys at 16 for a reason. You're going to be 9-8. and eight. You're going to be 8-9. and nine. You're going to be one of those two. Just choose the one you want to be, but either way, it's not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Because why, Matt? What are they going to do? Lose the last game of the season. <laughs> Always do. This team, I can't wait to watch Jack. And by the way, I love all the information coming out of camp. Oh, look at Zeke. He looks better than ever. I've never seen Zeke look like this. They're already doing that. They're already doing that. You can look up articles about it. It makes me so sick to my stomach having to read this crap. I'm excited more than anything when it comes to my new linebacker. I think he is going to be fantastic. I am not excited to watch Tweedledee and Tweedledum blow the season as usual. See, and I'm talking that's, about the highest paid quarterback and crap. That's something I understand though. Like I like I, I like I'm excited to watch, you know, Parsons play in Dallas, but they're playing cover three defense. And you know what's not very important in cover three defense? It's not at all. They're linebackers, you know? And I mean, it depends on the responsibilities they want to use. Like if they have them cover the seam and, and that sort of thing, but they usually play short middle or the flat and like, they really aren't that important in that sort of defense. And so that's what I didn't really understand about that pick, you know? Well, what it was, and by the way, you have to give them credit for this. It doesn't matter either way. You need some good linebackers in the league, especially if certain things don't work, you can always hopefully switch it up. But in the end, you're not trusting one of your guys to be healthy. Yeah, I think they just did best player available. And that's what it was, too. It was the guys that they wanted were picked. So instead of freaking out, panicking, 
they were able to make a trade to move back a little bit to where then they put like they settled and they just chose the best guy. Yeah. And they needed to improve the defense because without Van Der Esch, it was still a hole, man. And Van Der Esch, who knows if he's ever going to be healthy. He's Sean Lee times two at this point. He's going to. It's his neck instead of his knees. And by the way, I think the neck is worse. Probably. I mean, I guess you can fuse it yeah. together. It's just. You don't need to turn your neck to play football. Not at all. I'm sure you can just run like a. <laughs> it's like a PlayStation 1 game where you had to, like, turn circular and then run straight and then stop and then turn how you want to go and then go straight again. That's like Van Der Esch this year. Uh, it's exactly how it has to be in order for him to be able to survive. But that's. I, I just hope the offensive line's healthy. Like that's really all I hope for Dallas. I think it's just sad oh. whenever you know Martin's hurt and Tyron Smith is hurt, is hurt and Leo Collins is hurt. I want to see those three guys healthy again this year. Matt, if my quarterback throws 400 yards in garbage time and people say he's good, I'm going to probably hurt someone. Hurt someone? <laughs> I, I don't know what is going to happen. I'm going to hurt someone. All right. I, I am looking so much forward to football. I'm not looking forward, by the way, to watch my team, the Cowboys. I'm just not looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's funny because like, I won't be able to watch as much of the NFL in general as I usually do, and this is the year of all the okay. years. You're not busy. Yeah, I have, I'm going to be very busy. And so this is the year of, of all the years that you would want to watch the entire NFL. And I'm like, well, I probably have time to just watch the Texans. So it's going to be – I'm going to watch like film on the Texans. I'm going to watch every Texans game, and they're going to go 1-15, and it's going to be uh, – it's going to be probably the biggest waste of time my entire life, and I can't wait for it. You're going to become an even bigger Texans fan because your Texans thing is going to be like – Oh, and a, a break, so to speak. And so you're just going to be able to be in your own world, but you're going to become even more obsessed with the Texans, which is going to make you hate them even more, I feel. So I'm actually a little concerned by you only watching them. Well, I'm going to watch, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to watch other teams, I guess, and stuff, like, as I can, you know. But uh, I'm going to make sure at least to you do the Texans stuff that I need to do, you know. We'll see what we can and can't do. I'm just going to be so excited for this because either way, I'm going to be coming prepared every week. You're going to be the sleepy guy that doesn't know what he's doing. I'm ah! going to be more like, oh, oh, I'm going to be very just like, wait, you watched that game? I want to watch that game. I couldn't watch that game. I'm going to tell you how great Herbert was when I saw him throw oh, five. Man. Oh, man. So we, we don't have the Giants in the same spot. I have the Giants kind of lower rung. Wait, can you explain this for me? I just don't. It's just the Daniel Jones thing. He hasn't done it, and I don't. I didn't see enough from that last year to expect it. He took too many sacks. I don't like Jason Garrett's offense. Like if they try to actually do like a play action vertical passing offense, I think it could work. They just haven't done it before, and I don't trust Jason Garrett to actually put that in motion. You know. I I agree with you. However, I just feel like that this is. In the NFC East, the most complete team that I can see from top to bottom where I feel like they have something to make them somewhat of a contender to put some pressure on the best teams, at least make the playoffs, at least make it scary for one of them. I just, I'll put it to this way. You're right on Daniel Jones after this year if he doesn't make the playoffs. I didn't see that for him. Yeah, with, exactly. With this team, and I think we talked about it even with last year because with what they've added and everything, this is the best offense you are going to be able to have around you. 
Yeah. If you do something with these guys, you're never going to be able to do something. Yeah, and I mean they have I like their offensive line. Nick Gates is a lot of fun to watch, but they have Galladay, they have Slam the outside, they have Ingram, they signed Devontae Booker in case you know, heaven forbid, uh, Barkley gets hurt again. And like yeah, and like they're they have a great secondary too. They have a good front four pass rush. Their linebacker play kind of sucks, but it's okay if you have a great secondary and great pass rush. So you uh, see, Barkley was like, "I'm only taking endorsements in Bitcoin now." Yeah, my my favorite thing about it, it's like. If you want to be perceived as intelligent, that's what you say. But oh yeah, I only do Bitcoin now. I'm very smart. I only do Bitcoin. Exactly. That's the pickup line for everything. Oh yeah, so I I only pay in Bitcoin. Yeah. So you get this tap for me. I'm from the future. I only pay in Bitcoin. They don't accept it here. Sorry. Yeah, but it's it's very funny. That's how that works now. Can't use it, but it's it's there. I'm more than an athlete. I. Uh, only get paid endorsements in Bitcoin because I'm more than an athlete. By the way, it just doesn't make any sense. So, can we flip our contracts, by the way? Can we just get paid in Bitcoin here? We could buy Bitcoin. I mean, we only make like millions of dollars like every show because of our millions of listeners yep. donations. So, we might as well just use those donations for Bitcoin here on out. Yeah, we get one penny a listen, which comes out for a million listeners. That comes out to a million pennies, yeah. which is uh, like $100,000. Is it like, is that like a hundred shrew bucks? A little bit better. I mean, with the amount of currency that was pumped into the economy, the beginning of this year, it might, dollars might as well be shrew bucks. Dude, I just want it's those. It's a fraud stamps. economy. That's all I want. Um, I think it's kind of funny because like we have Arizona and Miami lumped together too. With Arizona, for me, I'm there's no question about the talent. There's no questions of the players and the team. It's a you question of Cliff team. Kingsbury and if he can actually be a good coach. Same page. What's going on? It's cool, right? And then Miami, like I and then Miami, I like Miami. I like the moves they made this offseason. I think Tua can throw a slant, a swing pass, and a seam route. I think a lot of people are down to it. I don't know enough yet uh, hate- to feel differently about him. But like if he can learn how to throw on the outside, I think Miami's gonna be a playoff team this year. I think Miami's going to be a playoff team. Actually, no, I don't want to say that. Matt, you you and I have gone back with the previous years where I was always hating on you for always liking Miami. I feel like this is kind of switch boats. I just hate Tua so much. I just feel like that. If I think I it's can, too early to hate Tua. No, I need this player off this team because this team is so great. Just get this piece of crap off of this team and let me put in something I want to see. Like, for example, if I'm Miami, what would I give for Aaron Rodgers? Um, I give everything. Three first-round picks. Boom. Done. We're done. And I don't know. Whatever else they want. It's in Miami. It's called Guaranteed Super Bowl. That's what that's called. And I hate Aaron Rodgers, but that's all they need is an adequate quarterback. I'll put you this way. I think he's really good in Miami. I like Aaron Rodgers in Miami. If Teddy went to Miami, I'm all for Miami. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm that's good. not good. Yeah, I mean, I would like Teddy in Miami. I like Teddy anywhere. No, I know you do. I know you do, but I don't like him in Denver. I was How- hoping he was going to go to Houston this year, but no, right. never he, he's better off. He's better off not being here. Sean's going to be enjoying quarantine by himself for the entire year. Yeah, he uh, he's not going to play it all this year. Yeah. Like, te- there's Texas fans like, what are the chances that Sean Watson shows up at the train camp? Zero. He's not showing up. Yeah, he ever show he's up. He's playing zero downs this year. 
And just let you know, it's, in my opinion, I think it's a bad situation for both sides. Because also, I don't think it's going to do well for him. No, it's stupid. Yeah. It's like, it's it's insane to me to be like, in the prime of like your career. And, and be like, yeah, I'll sit out. I won't do, I'm not going to play. It's insane. Because Matt, you also have to think about, so he's not only sitting out this year, but with last year with the whole COVID thing, with you really not being able to do everything that you needed to do at all times, what now you're probably not doing all the things you need to do right now. Well, he's, I mean, he's a top five quarterback, you know? I agree. Like he's I, lost, I mean, he's kind of lost two years of his career, you know? I it, And that's the thing. It's just, it seems like that you losing another year of that career. Yeah, it's insane. It's, I, I, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I he, think, well, and also he tore his ACL his rookie year too. That's three years of his career just gone. That's insane. And then also those other years came under Bill O'Brien, so it's like he hasn't even had a career yet. He hasn't even had a career. What is he hasn't even played yet? He's sitting out. I mean, I would love for Watson to just play this year. That'd be fun and be a lot better than watching Tyrod Taylor uh, and David David Mills, Davis Mills, whatever you want to call him. But uh, it's not going to happen. He's not playing this year for Houston. He's and yeah. also Houston can't trade him until next year. He's going to sit out the whole year. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they're just going to hang out with each other. You think they even talk? Who talks to who? Uh, I bet he talks to everybody who's not on the Texans. I don't think he talks to anybody. So who's the starting quarterback for the Texans? Tyrod Taylor. Okay, that's not bad. He's 31 years old. He's fine. He's only he's also, you know, he's cursed too, right? Yeah. He gets hurt week one every year. Well, hopefully nobody it happened to him in Cleveland. <laughs> it's gonna, no, he got hurt week three in Cleveland. Baker took over. Last year, he got hurt week one. He has to get hurt in the first four weeks of the season. Not punctured. That's not hurt. MVP, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the trainer who punctured him is the MVP. Yeah, that's the MVP. It's not the MVP. So the other team I'm talking about, too, is Washington. I've seen you know lists lately. A lot of people are down on Washington. Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. They're going to have a top five pass defense, a top five run defense. They have a good run-blocking offensive line for that mid-zone scheme. Antonio Gibson is the real deal. They have a very good wide receiver group who attacks every aspect of the field. Logan Thomas is a terminator. He plays 100% of the snaps at tight end, which nobody does. And, like, if Fitzpatrick is the 20th best quarterback in the NFL, they're going to – they should win the division. And, like, everything else on this team is so good that it should be very easy for them. Matt, they made the playoffs while starting Dwayne Hashkins in games. Yeah. They, yeah. like, are we being serious right now? I Listen, whatever I have them on my list here, it doesn't really matter to me because they're 14. But I have every NFC East behind them. I, I just think that this is the best team in the NFC East. And it's like with last year, what they proved against the Bucs. Nobody wants to play against this team. Yeah. You don't play against that because you don't know what they're going to be able to do. And it's going to be the same thing with this year with Fitzmagic. And you still have Hanky there. So you're going to be able to do at least something. I, I like this team a lot. I just don't think they're the greatest. However, they're scary so they can make a move. That defense is just beyond anything. And I mean, I guess they could. I mean, I guess they're not going to make a quarterback move this year, but I was kind of surprised they didn't trade up 
and Gerard dropped a quarterback this year. I'm surprised they didn't make the move to Barris Man take fields. Why? I don't think Washington has to, and I think that's kind of the point. I think they would be a Super Bowl team. Uh, maybe, but who do they have to pay? Don't they have so many rookie guys coming up? Isn't well, that? Well, the... they have Jonathan Allen's the first one. Okay, because they're going to franchise start... tag him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I just I think that's what they're trying to do here is that you could probably wait to see what you have because to what we're talking about, dude, they've made it with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, they had four different quarterbacks last year, I think. That's what I mean. Alex Smith, like, he came in and even won a game. I think he won three games. It's the greatest story everyone's ever told. They're going to make a movie out of him. <laughs> Did you see the Kurt Warner movie they're making? Why is that a movie? It's going to come out, yeah. Who is playing Kurt Warner? Uh, I don't know. I can show you the trailer if you want. It's pretty oh, funny looking. There's a trailer? Yeah. Okay, I need the trailer. Um, so the contenders, the top eight teams. So I have Cleveland, number eight. San Francisco, number seven. Seattle, number six. Baltimore, number five. Los Angeles, number four, the Chargers. Buffalo, number three. Kansas City, number two. And Tampa, number one. All right, man, you're about to be blown away. I got the Ravens, eight. I have the Colts, seven. I have the Rams, Rams, six. I have the Saints, five. I have the Titans, four. I have the Browns, three. I have the Bills, two. And I have the Bucks, one. I'm missing, hold on, I have Browns, four. Chiefs, three. Bills, two. Bucks, one. All right, so you have Baltimore, Indy, Los Angeles, New Orleans, Tennessee, Cleveland, Kansas City, or Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think I missed a team last one. So don't accept the Ravens then. So you have Ravens nine. Yeah, Ravens are nine. And then you put the Colts, Rams, Saints, Titans, Browns, Chiefs, Bills, Bucks. Yeah, I think we could do a show just talking about these eight teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I kind of screwed this up. What do you mean you kind of screwed this up? I bet we should have done the other stuff faster, you know, and gotten to this point. Um, so you're are you buying Carson Wentz in Indianapolis? A little bit. You know, then, you know Carson Wentz is like 29? Yeah. I'm not surprised. I thought he was younger than that. Well, wait. I actually thought he was 27. Are you sure he's 29? I think he's actually 28, but. I thought he was 27. I think you're wrong on that age. Look up so that. So he, he turns 29 December 30th. Holy crap, he is that old. I didn't yeah. think he was. Okay, that's news. Um, either way, it's not to say that I believe. It's just this was the coach that he had. This is not a bad team for him to have whatsoever. I think the only thing they were missing is a type of – It's Matt, even last year, for example – it just seems like with Philip Rivers that Philip Rivers had a chance to be able to win the game, but Philip Rivers just has that type of wall that he hits where he's not allowed to go past a certain moment. And it's just the weirdest thing to watch where Carson wins. I think it's such it's such a crapshoot this year that I'm willing to throw to throw the dice to say that they won't be that Super Bowl, but they're for sure that playoff. 
Yeah, I think they're going to probably lose. The, they're going to be a wild card team losing the first round of the playoffs probably. I can see that. I, I think, though, that it's a confident wild card, though. I don't think that it's a yeah, lucky. Yeah, I think they were. Like, well, last year they had to win week 17 to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they I, only made the playoffs because of the expanded roster, and they wouldn't miss the playoffs because they lost the 115 Jaguars week one. See, and I don't think I that's... hate it. I hate the 18 week season, and I hate the extra wild card team. It sucks. No, it doesn't. It sucks. I, I, I want to agree with you, but more football is amazing for me. No, it's not. I've been missing it, dude. You should start going to church on Sunday. No, instead, you don't need an extra football game. Yeah, I do. I don't no, need to you go, should to... go to church instead. No, me and Jesus have already talked about it. He believes in football on Sundays. He said it. You need less Jesus, less football, more Jesus is what you need. No, haven't yeah. you heard? That's why the Cowboy Stadium is open the way it does. It's so God can watch his favorite football that team. That was the old one, though. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's that doesn't no exist anymore. Tradition. It doesn't exist anymore. So are you buying Jameis in New Orleans, or is this a Taysom Hill pick here with the Saints where you have them? Matt, in all honesty, I'm really surprised by you. The Saints, to me, are now scary. I don't <laughs> who is the core business. They just lost a lot of players, though, this free agency. I just – what did they lost? That's really that big of a deal. I'll put you that way to you. What's standing out that they lost? So they lost Janoris Jenkins, starting outside corner. Okay, they okay. lost Sheldon, Rich- Sheldon Rankins, uh, starting interior defender. They lost Jared Cook, their starting tight end. They lost Josh Hill, their backup tight end. They okay. lost Trey Henriksen, the starting defensive end of Cincinnati. They lost okay. Emmanuel Sanders, who was bad no. there, but that was mainly because of Drew Brees. No. Um, they lost Quan Alexander. He didn't play that much until the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, so they lost five starters. Stop it. They lost three probably – Decent players that are good. Jacobs, yeah. It's just in the end. Lost five starters. Man, stop it. You went on Cook. Cook's a big deal. Yeah, he's really good. Stop. Cook's not a big deal. I would not call that something to lose to where now that's going to affect them. Matt, they got rid of flat tire, dude. This is it, man. They had the new tires. They went to Firestone. They're ready to go. This is everything they've been wanting because now nobody knows what the offense is going to be, and Sean Payton's just going to run all the crazy crap he does, which is why when all the other quarterbacks are in, they win the game. When Drew Brees was playing, they would lose the game. It's that simple. They now have everything they need. They got rid of the dead goods. It's now time for the youngness to now take hold. This team scares the crap out of me. And I'm not a Saints fan, but you got rid of the bad. See, one of the problems I have with this whole football stuff is I'm always a year too early. You I, know, I, think, I was I think, a year too early on Tampa. I think I feel like I was a year too early on Jameis in New Orleans. Yeah, maybe I should buckle down and say, this is I've been telling you about Jameis for four years now. This is the year it's going to happen. And you know what's going to happen? They're just going to play Taysom Hill instead. <laughs> What I, but I, man, I disagree. I think they're going to do both. That's my point on the Sean Payton. Oh, thing. so they're going to go like yes, NCAA football with it. Yes. Like that's why this team is going to be exciting, and it's because they're going to be. It's going to be a Madden game. It's just going to be going back and forth. So many different crazy plays are going to be run, and I think it's going to work. I really do. What they showed me when it comes to having a backup quarterback in and not having Drew in, there, this team's different. Something about it is different. 
So of all the things we talked about tonight, the one thing you got me on is New Orleans. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel it. I'm I'm starting I, to get excited. Well, I can't believe you on that. I was really surprised to hear your list and you not have New Orleans. I thought you would be pumped because of the shot where like you like what we're talking about. It's not to say James is starter, but it's not to say he's not gonna be playing quite a bit. Yeah, next time we do this, I'm gonna have New Orleans like probably eighth. I just I, – I think I have them at five. I think I have them at five. But either way, I, I do like this team. I really do. So the other team that has been – at least about Washington, the other team that's like down on list two is the Chargers. I think I'm the only person in the country who's like, the Chargers are a Super Bowl contending team this year. Chargers are my 10, No though. doubt. I put my top well, 10. Well, I'm just saying like a list I've seen, they've had like 18th. They've had – there's, there's a lot of talk like Justin Herbert regression. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, let me believe that. Except all we did was get better for Herbs. All we did was give Herbert the Sherbert everything he wanted. He's an actual offensive line this year. Boom. He has great skill positions. Oh, uh, Brand Steele is a great defensive coordinator. I, I'm with you. I'm only putting him at ten because I still think he's too young. That's that's all my thing is. I think he's going to be such a great quarterback. I think there's still going to be mistakes though there that's going to happen where it could cost him a few games, but it doesn't matter to me because he's going to be able to build on it. And that's where I think next year, for example, boom, this team takes that leap that I think you're expecting at that Super Bowl. Uh, see, that's me a year too early. Yeah, see? And that's where I'm calling it. I yeah, just think all right. next year, but it's prime for this year to make a move. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think Herbert, I'm not worried about regression all for Herbert. I feel great no, about him. stupid. Um, so Cleveland, I really wanted to pick Cleveland to regress next year. All the numbers are showing it. Everything ha- was in store for it. And they had a great offseason. Their first two draft picks were great. They added you know, four starters to their defense and free agency. They have Greedy Williams, and they have Delpit come back from injuries next year too. I think they had a great offseason. I think the offense is going to be better with another year there for it. I think Stefan Asko will make you know, additional moves to it to kind of get more of it. I mean, the only concern is like Baker isn't good in the pocket at times. He gets a little crazy. He gets a little flustered. And that's kind of the big, that's only, that's sort of the only concern about Cleveland. And, uh, I, I really wanted to be like, they're going to be a below 500 team in the playoffs going into this, but they just, they knocked it out of the ballpark this off season. They did a great job. And so that's why I have Cleveland a lot higher than I expected them to be, you know, at the conclusion of last season. Exactly the point though. And it's what did Cleveland do, which is what everybody expected them not to do. Like you just said, they made moves. With what season they had last year, I would expect them to sit on it, believing, no, we're just going to get better. This team's just going to keep improving. But it's not only they believe it's going to improve, they also added more and good things to make this happen. Cleveland's in my number four spot. This is easily the best team in that division where Baltimore hasn't shown me anything as far as improvement. At least Cleveland is now showing us something. Yeah, Where? well, the one thing Baltimore did is they had outside wide receiving talent. And so the question is if Greg Roman can you know get the offense working that field. And the bigger question is, has Lamar Jackson worked on that part oh. of his game? No. And so like, that's the question for him. Like, if, if Lamar Jackson's worked on that part of his game and he can become a sideline threat, the whole field's open for him. And that whole team is going to be revolutionized all over again. Even if he's worked on on that part of the game? He's not confident with that part of his game. We'll so, see. We'll find out. 
It doesn't matter to me. We'll yeah, find I, out in six weeks. Listen, I may have Baltimore. At number yeah, you know what? We can find out now. I am just not a fan. I believe last year was the year where they were going to be able to do this. The fact that it didn't even look like he practiced throwing the ball was Ben Simmons learning to shoot a free throw. <laughs> through. Yeah, that's pretty much Lamar Jackson comes to the sideline. It's exactly the same thing. Learn to do something else. Yeah, I agree with that, but I, I – I don't. I think he's just. So, he's been so good in the deep middle. He's been so good, short and quick. There's nothing. There's no recent point to why he can't be good thrown to the sideline. And so maybe this is the year he actually does it. If he does, I, the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender. If, if he, he does, doesn't, they're a ten win team again, and they lose if, in the first or second round. Yes. If I'll put it this way, if he makes that type of Josh Allen week, yes. Okay. Sure. You got me. I don't think he's going to though. I don't think so. I'm getting the chills just thinking about Josh Allen next year. By the way, wait, we can talk about this too. I have them higher than you. I have them three? I have them two. Oh, you have them ahead of KC. I do. Well, so Kansas City is interesting because they're a prime regression team. They went nine, three, one score games. They won 3.3 more wins than expected. Uh, That just means like instead of winning 14 games, they're they're probably going to win 10 games next year. But I think I think Kansas City may not win the division next year. Like I think it's a possibility that they may not win the AFC West next year, and that just means like they'll, you know, end up being like the AFC playing the AFC Championship, but just have to go on the road to do so. But there, the doors open for Denver or the Chargers to win the division next year. Um, I I don't hate what Vegas did. I think Vegas is stuck though. But uh, yeah, I think Kansas City could end up being about a ten win team though. We didn't talk about them. We'll probably like save it for another time. But yeah, I just I'm kind of disappointed because there's no moving from Vegas. They're just going to stay where they are, and I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's what they want. But he's truly taking the ten year thing, and he's just strolling along. Yeah, just trying to make it last all ten years. Yeah. Um, and then you have Tennessee in your top five. Was this because of the Hulu trade? Is this what did it with him and AJ Brown working together on the outside? What is it about Tennessee that had you have them where you have them? Are you being serious, man? I really have to defend where I have the Tennessee Titans when I have Julio and A.J. Brown, and then I have the biggest, I don't know, truck. And <laughs> that's just Do you think run. Derrick Henry can last another year with the workload he has? It doesn't matter because now he doesn't need that workload. That's the whole point. And now if you're the team, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you, you going to you going to sell out? You going to just try to stop Derek? What are you going to do? You can't do anything. That's the issue when it comes now to the Tennessee Titans. They have the weapons where they are going to be you know who they're going to throw to. You don't know if they're going to be running the ball. You don't know if you're going to have to be able to sell. Derek Henry you have to sell out for. Him. If you're not selling out for Derek Henry, he's going to get at least 5 yards. Yeah. That's the issue. And then if you sell out for him, now I have Julio and if Julio stays healthy, Matt, you're out of your damn mind. This is Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And one of the things I read, um, ESPN's been doing somewhere like they rank the top ten players each position. You're asking random NFL executives, and they had Julio five even like after the year he had last year, and they said that he pre they like what what I got out of it was that he could play last year with a hamstring injury, but once it started to bother him, and they were like one in fives, like I'm not playing the rest of the year. And just kind of sat out after that point. But they're like, there's no doubt that he's going to be great in Tennessee next year. Um, so I thought that was interesting. 
A little bit interesting. I just feel like I didn't he didn't he come back though? Yeah, he came back, but like he was never yeah. he was never Julio really last year. In in the uh, middle part and in the season. Either way, I think it's gonna be fun for AJ. That's who I'm most excited for. Because he, he loves Julio. That's like the guy he always went he always looked up to playing and everything. Exactly. Where all he wants to do is just hang out with Julio where he already has a great relationship, where it's just pretty much already gonna be a back and forth between them. Where it's whoever's going to be drawing the coverage. That's the idea with this. And now it comes down to Tannehill being able to read what the defense is doing. And if he reads it properly, they're going to win every time. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that Raddins guy they drafted in the second round from North Dakota State at right tackle. I thought Dennis Kelly was pretty good there. And I was kind of surprised he hasn't signed anywhere yet. But I'm excited to watch this Raddins guy too. Who's their kicker, by the way? I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I also think I think defensively too they filled in the holes they had by adding Jenkins, by drafting Farley, by signing Danico Autry, Perry, Jeffrey Simmons, and then also by signing Bud Dupree because I think Dupree can be what they need Clown to be for him next year. And they haven't had like a lot of success rushing the outside, but Autry is like a pure pass rush from the interior too. And I'm expecting better things from the linebacker group. It seemed like last year was just kind of like a down year for him, but I don't really have any questions at all about you know, the talent of Rashawn Evans at all, even though um, last season was kind of a down year for him. I also think it was funny that Tampa, the only player they added was uh, was the guy with the mustache from the Bengals, that pass-catching running back. Oh, uh, Bernard? Yeah, that's the only free agency addition they had. And then they also drafted a linebacker in the first round. They're like, we have the best front seven football. Let's just keep making it better. We can play three linebackers next year instead of two. Matt, they don't have a kicker stuff. So. Oh, they don't have a kicker at all? Yeah, they, they're doing, like, competition. They have, like, Guskowski, and they're doing, like, two other guys. They just signed Guskowski uh, in June. That's Dude, fun. Matt, are you freaking kidding me? You have one thing to fix. One. They can't do it. Da- uh, Matt, it says in 2019, they were ranked 32nd. In 2020, they were ranked 31st. Why don't we have a kicker? I don't know. Beats me. You want to hear something funny? So the DVOA rankings from Football Outsiders – so the Titans have the projected have the tenth best offense, worst defense in the NFL next year, worst, and then twenty eighth on special teams. They have them with the eight point two average wins, really? which is like nineteenth. Yeah, the worst defense in football next year. For Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it, but I'm just telling you what the computer said. I think the computer is lying unless the computer is always right. But we both know that that's not the case. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, well, Mike Rabel is not going to be the defensive coordinator next year, which I think will help him out. Yeah. I, really? I don't... Where did you read this? It's from the Football Outsiders 2021 Almanac. It's wrong. We should write our own. Yeah, just... Oh, we have our own models and just make up numbers and put it in there. Yeah. And sell it for $7 each. Yeah. We'd make a killing with our million listeners. We'd make $7 million. Yeah, I think so. And that's ah. just a dollar a listener. Ah, we're done. Well, this is fun. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to start the 2021 NFL preview. And we're going to start the AFC East. 
then the AFC North, go to the AFC West. I guess you and I can do an AFC South preview also, and I'll try. I'll see. Maybe we can do something as usual or get some guests talk about the other teams. But we'll see. We'll save like a really big Texans preview for the end of it too, and then kind of go through all eight divisions until we have football again in the first week in September. Man, I'm just so pumped for it. I just can't wait. Oh, we should probably have Michael come back and talk about the top hundred hottest linebackers. That's what we should do. How about, he already how about offensive linemen? The ten uh, hottest offensive linemen. Exactly what should happen because that's what we need. That's what everybody wants to listen to. Well, there is a group. There is a group of like twelve new quarterbacks. So we can get his hot rankings on them <laughs> and uh, and see how he thinks they're going to be this year. I think he would enjoy that too much. So now I don't know if I want to invite him on the show or not to talk about it. Yeah, we can do that. We can talk about the hottest quarterbacks in the league. That should be what? A 45-minute segment? We can go 1 through 32 and give him 1 out of 10 rankings. But then we have to judge hair, eyes, body. Okay. Sounds like a great time. Sounds awful. So that's our show for tonight. We'll be back again early next week, starting off with the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and New York Jets, and I can't wait. So until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Ballard Radio, and thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. Can't even make fun of Josh Allen anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. Watch the Sopranos. <laughs>